Welcome to another episode of The Central Word, a podcast ministry of Central Baptist Church, Texarkana, Arkansas. Today's episode is from the morning message of November 13th, preached by myself, Brother Corey Fothergill. We pray this message brings you encouragement as you walk with our Savior this week. Here now is myself, preaching from Hebrews 13, 15, and 16. I mean, I say that every week, we're, and I'm always with you, it seems like, so I don't know why I continue to say that, but, but it, 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 is, it is, it's good to be here in the house of the Lord, um, and, uh, and to be with y'all, and, and to sing with you, and worship with you, and fellowship with you, and do all the things that we do together, because that's what we are here to do as a church, um, is is to do those things and to be together. That that's the entire point. Um, and so this morning, uh, I, I'm just going to share with you what the Lord laid on my heart. Um, it, we're gonna we're gonna be in a lot of different places. We're gonna start in Hebrews. We're gonna be in a lot of the Psalms uh, this morning. So be ready to kind of move with me um, as quickly as you can. And it. I will say this: if you're if you're worried about staying with me on the on the scripture references, uh, then maybe just write some of them down if you need to, and it will be posted uh, on the website later. So if you want to go back and listen to me all over again, you'll have that opportunity um, later on today, probably. So. Uh, Anyway, I started to get, I, you know, I, I kind of have Ken as my example. I started to come up here and come up with some jokes, you know. Uh, in fact, Vaughn and I were talking about that before the service. Since the, the offering, I moved the offering to, to before the message, so I had a little chance to <laughs> get myself together before I got up here and did this. But, uh, and I was going to say, instead of turn your Bibles to Hebrews, I was going to say turn your checkbooks to the next, uh, you know. But I figured that wouldn't necessarily be the best joke to, to give on a Sunday morning. So um, I didn't want to get run out of here on a rail. But uh, anyway, we are going to be in Hebrews chapter 13. And we're going to start, well, we're, it's two verses, verses 15 and 16. And what I'd like us to do is let's stand together. If you can and will, as we read God's word together, um, and then I'll pray, and then we'll get into the study this morning. Hebrews 13, verses 15 and 16. I'm reading from the ESV this morning. Through him, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Let's pray together this morning. Father, thank you so much for this day. I thank you for these that are gathered here this morning to worship you. Lord, to study your word in, in, in Sunday morning Bible study and then to come um, into this service and listen to me rattle on about sacrifice. Father, I pray you would take me out of the way and let your word speak for itself through the Holy Spirit this morning. We love you and we thank you for all that you do for us. We thank you especially for your son, Jesus Christ, whom you sent to die on a cross to be raised again on the third day and to ascend to your right hand in heaven so that we might have salvation and eternity in your presence. Go with us now as we walk through these, these verses. Help us to um, gain insight to your word and, Father, to, to be able to apply this to our lives. And, Lord, we just love you. 
And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, I, I told you, and I'm probably going to walk back and forth here and get water this whole time because uh, if you haven't been able to tell, my, my throat, my, my head, everything is stuffy. I'm just going to put this down here because that might be easier. Uh, but the theme today is, is sacrifice. The title of the message today is called A Thanksgiving Sacrifice. And so I asked you earlier in the service, what is a sacrifice? What does it mean? And very simply, the dictionary, if uh, the secular dictionary, Merriam-Webster says that sacrifice is an act of offering to a deity something that is precious. Um, you might think of sacrifice in many different ways. A lot of us, uh, you know, financially have to sacrifice things we want in order to have the things we need, right? Um, a lot of us sacrifice financially to give to the church and, and support God's work in the local body. Um, you can think of sacrifice that way. You can think of sacrifice athletically. We talk about this every day at school, the things that you have to give up in order to be successful on the field, on the court, on the track, where, wherever it might be. You have to sacrifice your body sometimes to be successful in the athletic arena. Um, but mostly, especially when we're at church and we're reading the Bible, we think of sacrifice and we think of something or someone that has to die in order for God to be satisfied. Now, in the Old Testament, um, we have that system of sacrifice that God instituted for the Israelite people um, where, uh, and this was established not by any of the humans that God created, but it was established by God himself. God told, at some point, he told Cain and Abel, and he told Adam and Eve about sacrifice. Um, and this sacrificial system that, that God created, and as time went along, as you go through all the patriarchs, and we're going to look at a couple of these in just a second, um, the sacrificial system of Israel I don't want to use, I hate this word, but it evolved, it changed, it became something, by the time Jesus came on the scene, it became something that was not what God intended. And, and so, um, but this system that God established of sacrifice became the means, and it was the means by which acceptable worship was to be offered to God by guilty man. Um, because once Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, uh, we, became, we became guilty. We became sinners. And so this sacrificial system, God instituted this um, almost from the beginning of time once, once we became sinners. And this is the way that people in the Old Testament were able to give acceptable worship to God. And, and Cain and Abel is, is one of the first examples of that. Um, where we read in Genesis 4 uh, about that little story of, of the sacrifice that Cain brought. Cain, Cain brought, um, uh, Cain brought some, some produce from the land. Um, and then Abel did what? Abel brought the first fruits of his labor, um, uh, of the animals that, that he had. And God accepted Abel's sacrifice, but not Cain's. In Hebrews 11, verse 4, we can see, uh, we can see a little bit about that. It says here, the writer of Hebrews, by faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts, and through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. So Abel's sacrifice was accepted. Cain's was not. 
And what did that do to Cain? That made him very upset. And upset to the point where he killed his own brother. Um, and thus continued the, um, the, pat the pattern of sin um, and, and deceit that we're going to see as, as we go throughout the book of Genesis. Then you get to the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all of them participated in the sacrificial system. They built altars to the Lord at, at different spots. Um, if you remember back during the summer when we were studying the, uh, the, some of the patriarchs in Genesis, in, in, in Sunday school, and we, and we saw that. We saw that they would, uh, they would have an encounter with God and they would build an altar there. And they would sacrifice to the Lord. Um, and the, the, perhaps the best example of that is in Genesis chapter 22. And I'm not going to read the entire passage because it's, it's, it's fairly lengthy. But Genesis chapter 22 is about the sacrifice of Isaac. The sacrifice of Isaac. Um, I'll just read a few verses here at the beginning of chapter 22. And it says, After these things God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. He said, God, he said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So sacrifice is taking place in the earliest uh, of times. And then we get to, uh, we've had Cain and Abel, we've had the sacrifice here of, of, of Abraham or of Isaac by Abraham. And God then provides what? He provides the ram at the very last second. And God provided the sacrifice for Abraham. And then as we move along in the history of the Israelite people, we, we begin to see it become law. And, and, and the sacrificial system, uh, the Old Testament law, starting with Passover. Remember, um, when the Israelites were, were about to be able to leave Egypt and God does his last, last thing and he tells them what to do. He says, kill a lamb, paint the blood on the doorpost and if, if, if the blood of the lamb is on your doorpost, I will pass over. And then from that point forward, they began to celebrate this feast because the Lord delivered them from the hand of Egypt based on this Passover. And it became a festival. It became a, a, a huge thing that the Hebrews, the Israelites, did every year. They celebrate Passover even up until the time of Jesus. And, and Jesus was, uh, up until his death, he was celebrating the Passover with his disciples. And so this system of sacrifice, of bringing a dead animal or some sort of grain, or some sort of oil, something that the, that, that the Lord had provided you as, a, as, a, as an Israelite, you were to bring it to the temple, or to the tabernacle, to the altar, and you were to bring it, and you were to kill it, and you were to sacrifice it to the Lord as your form of worship. That, that was what they did. And, um, and so the Old Testament is filled with all these images and all this, uh, this um, theme of sacrifice. And we see it and we read about it. And what we don't understand is as important as sacrifice was in the Old Testament, it is equally as important in the New Testament. Because all that sacrifice, all of the dead animals, all the grain, all those things that the, that the people would have to bring, the, the dove uh, and, and all those other um, items that they would bring, uh, those are no longer needed in the, under, under the new covenant, right? Because Jesus, God sent Jesus 
His one and only Son to die on the cross for us to be that ultimate sacrifice. Um, and you know, even in the Old Testament, when you would bring that sacrifice, especially when the temple was built and, and, and you had this, you know, you had this huge structure and, and inside it you had the Holy of Holies. And in the Holy of Holies it was hidden behind a veil and only one person could go in there. And that one person was the high priest and he could only go in there, what, once a year. But when Christ died on the cross, he breathed his last. That veil in the temple was torn from top to bottom by the power of God. And there's no longer a need. There is no longer a need for a high priest. Jesus became our high priest. And you know what's even um, more awesome than that? What's even better than that? Uh, maybe I shouldn't say that like that, but uh, but when you come to Christ and, and when, you, when you have that relationship with him, uh, we become priests ourselves. How about that? And so we have that access to God. We have the ability in our own, uh, I, I sort of say in our own will, in our own power, we have the ability to go to God, which we do. We can make a, 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 a rational decision. Lord, I'm going to pray right now, you know. And in reality, we should be allowing the Holy Spirit to pray on our behalf as we and to voice our prayer for us, even as we're saying words, the Holy Spirit is praying on our behalf. Um, and we must be careful when we do pray uh, to, um, to not try to do that in, in just a, our own power. But First Peter chapter 2 talks about us and our access to God. It, it talks about our, our priestly role as a Christian. And if you look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, um, well, let me go back to verse 4, and, and Peter says this. He says, As you come to him, a living stone, rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, referring to Jesus. Then in verse 5 he says, So yourselves, or you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. To offer spiritual sacrifices, there's that word there, acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And then verses 9 and 10 of 1 Peter chapter 2 say this, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We are a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we no longer need to offer up animals. We no longer have to sacrifice on the altar um, in the temple. Y'all don't, y'all don't come to church. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, and, and we don't set up a big fire pit out there where, where we bring our first fruits of our lambs and, and, and our livestock, and we don't, we don't do that. Because now through Jesus Christ, we have access to God. But you know what? We're still asked to sacrifice. We're still asked to give up some of ourself, all of ourself, to the Lord. And that's where Hebrews chapter 13 uh, begins to come in. And so what do we do? What, what, how, how do we sacrifice now as a New Testament Christian under the New Covenant? What do we do? Well, here, here's, here's how we do it. Here's how we offer sacrifice to God. We do it in three ways. Number one, we offer a sacrifice of praise. And number two, we offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Uh, and then we offer, number three, a sacrifice of our service to the Lord. And so let's look here at, um, at, 
at Hebrews 13, and let's look at verse 15 for just a second uh, and see what that says. And we're going to walk through some psalms and, and some different things, and I'm going to show you about um, the sacrifice of praise. And the writer of Hebrews says, Through him, being Jesus then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. A sacrifice of praise. Turn with me very quickly to Psalm 100. This was a, a, a chapter uh, or a psalm, and it's only five verses. We read this last Sunday morning as we began our service um, <clears throat> and I'm, I'm really only going to focus on I'm not focusing on the whole psalm but I, I want to read verse 1 of Psalm 100 because when you think about praising God this is kind of what I think about and it says the psalmist says make well first of all let me look at the title it says a psalm for giving thanks and then verse 1 says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Make a joyful noise. What does that mean? Does it mean just, you know, just saying whether you can sing or not? Uh, uh, yeah, it, it does. But in, at, it, at its core, in the, in the original language, um, it, it's a shout. It's a shout. Psalm 66.1, you don't have to turn there, but it says, Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of His name. Give to Him glorious praise. And so when you make a joyful noise, it's like a shout. It's a shout of praise, a shout of loyalty, of homage to the King of kings and to the Lord of lords. And so we, we, we offer up this sacrifice of praise and we need to shout our praise to God. Like, uh, when we come together on Sunday morning, y'all do, a, in general, y'all do a really good job of singing. And you are to be commended for that. Because there, I've been in places where I was leading and I was the only one up there. I, and I, like, I would look out and nobody would be singing and I was, I was just there. And I, but y'all do a, such a wonderful job uh, of 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 singing and of participating in the worship. Because, and this is a side note here about the sacrifice of praise. Look, uh, this up here, me up here leading y'all in singing is not what this is about at all. And when I first started in this, I, you know, I was all about the music aspect of it. I was all about how it sounded, how great it was, you know, and, and with the organ going and full and big loud sound. Now, I still love that. I still love that. But as I've gotten older, I've come to understand it's not about what happens up here. It's about what happens out there. Because I, I'm telling you right here, Sunday morning is not for me. It's not for Farah. It's not for Kathy. It's not for anyone who is up here. It's not for any choir. It's not for any praise team or anybody who's up here. It's about us helping y'all out there in the congregation be able to sing your praises to God. And whenever I make it about me or we make it about us up here, it's not about y'all anymore. That I'm wrong. And so understand that this morning. This sacrifice of praise, if I'm up here leading y'all, it is, it is to help y'all have a greater sacrifice on a Sunday morning. And so if I sacri my sacrifice might be, well, maybe, maybe I would rather do a different arrangement that sounds better. Or maybe I would... Uh, y'all, I'm all about the key change, y'all. <laughs> I'm all about it. But if a key change doesn't help y'all, there's no point in doing it. 
There's no point in doing it. And so my job as we, as we come together on a Sunday morning is to help the congregation be able to sing better and to, and to make that joyful noise, to, 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 to give that loud shout of praise to the Lord. Um, in Psalm, uh, Psalm 100, Psalm 95 tells us as well, um, in a little bit different way. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. The Psalms are filled with just praise and worship of God. Um, if you've never read through the Psalms um, just a, 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 in a devotional type setting, I encourage you to do that because um, it'll change your life. It, it really will um, to, to go through those and, and, and to read them. And not just to read them, but to, to internalize them and memorize the ones that, that are important to you because that's part of our joyful noise is memorizing scripture and, uh, and, and having that be a part of our lives. Um, <clears throat> but you know, the, the very last song is one that, um, that tells us the most, I think, about this sacrifice of praise and this, uh, this worship of God. And I'm going to park here at Psalm 150 for just one second. <clears throat> and I want to read the whole thing because it, this, this psalm tells us um, about praise and how to do it. But Psalm 150 says, Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Praise Him for His mighty deeds. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with trumpet sound. Praise Him with lute and harp. Praise Him with tambourine and dance. Uh-oh. We're Baptists. We don't... <laughs> yeah. Read the whole counsel of the Word. Anyway. Praise Him with strings and pipe. Praise Him with sounding cymbals. Praise Him with loud clashing cymbals. And the last verse. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And so this psalm tells us, it says where, it answers the question, where do we praise the Lord? Well, we praise Him in His sanctuary. I'm spitting. That's great. Good thing this isn't being videoed, I, I hope. <laughs> Aiden's probably over there with the phone, just like, hey, look what my dad did. <laughs> but it tells us where to praise the Lord. We praise Him in His sanctuary. We're, we're, the heavens are praising Him. Everywhere. There's a, one of the other, the rocks will even cry out and praise the Lord. And so Psalm 150 tells us where to praise the Lord. It tells us what, what for, why. Well, verse 2 of Psalm 150, for his mighty deeds, according to his excellent greatness. Uh, how many of y'all have had the Lord do mighty deeds for you? Every, every one of us. And if you're a Christian here this morning, you've had him do the mightiest deed for you. And then the next few verses tell us, well, what do we praise him with? Well, all these instruments. And so, I, you know, uh, you, you can have 
instruments up here. Um, and it, it doesn't matter what kind of instrument it is. It can be used in the worship of God. We're here, here it is right here. And so, now, with that being said, again, like I said, whatever's up here needs to be about y'all and not about what's up here. And so sometimes maybe it's better to be more simple so that we can be more focused on the congregation and what the congregation is able to, to do and, and to sing and to praise. But that's part of our sacrifice is this, this offering up of our praises to God. And finally, the last verse of Psalm 150, who? Who is to praise God? Everything that has breath. Praise the Lord. That includes all of us. I dare say anything that's created by God that has breath in its lungs is praise to the Lord. The deer out in the field. The dog that's asleep in her chair at home right now. It's, It's a creation. It has breath. Just its very existence in the world is praise to the Lord. Because y'all know he created animals before he created us, right? And so animals had breath before we did. But you know what breath we have? We have the breath of God breathed into the nostrils of Adam when he was created. And because we have the breath of God, we, we must praise him with it and offer continually, continually offer that sacrifice of praise. Well, and then we also, man, what did I say Wednesday night? We'll be out here by noon. Uh, <laughs> but we we also we we offer up a sacrifice of praise and we also offer up a sacrifice of thanksgiving according to Hebrews uh, verse 15, through him then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. That's our sacrifice of praise. And then I want us to look again um, in the Psalms, but let's look at Psalm 50. Psalm number 50. And I'm going to try to cruise through some of this because... um, Because some of these verses are going are gonna to talk a little bit more about thanksgiving. Uh, but there, there, there are several, several of these, and I may not, may not touch on all of them. But, um, but Psalm 50 and verse 14 says, Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and perform your vows to the Most High. Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Now, in the Old Testament, one of the sacrifices, or, or there, there were probably several that were a quote-unquote a, a, a thanksgiving sacrifice, thanking God for his blessings, thanking him for, for what he did for them. Um, but, um, but even now, well, before I get there, let's... Psalm 100 again, verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Not only are the psalms filled with with songs of praise, but they're filled with songs of thanksgiving. And 
Um, and, that, and that's what we're to do. Not only are we, are we to offer our praises to God, we're to thank Him on a continual basis. Ephesians 5.20. Ephesians 5.20. Well, let me, let me just go back um, a few verses here in Ephesians because really, verse 20, you need, to, you need to get the whole picture. Uh, and so let's go back to Ephesians 5.15 because this speaks to how, how we live our lives on a daily basis. Um, and on a daily basis, I feel like we should offer of these, these three things to the Lord. We should offer our praise. We should offer our thanks. We should offer our service on a daily basis. And Paul tells the Ephesians in chapter 5, starting in verse 15, he says, look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, that's our sacrifice of praise. Verse 20, giving thanks to giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's our offering of thanksgiving. Verse 21, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. And as our offering of service. So Paul speaks to these same, these same virtues, these same ideas, and these same sacrifices. He doesn't use the terminology, but the meaning is there. And then first Thessalonians. 5.18 You'll know it when you hear it. You don't necessarily have to turn there. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. When's the last time you were in prayers and you just truly thanked God? There, we're, we're coming up on Thanksgiving on Thursday. And it's become, you know, uh, the Puritans came over. And if, if I read my, my books right, the Puritans are the ones that, that created and celebrated Thanksgiving. The holiday, um, and it, it, if you know anything about the Puritans, you know that they are champions of the Word of God. And we can stand here today in part because of the Puritans and, and what they stood for and what they did. But Thanksgiving has become, as with anything else in this world today, it's become very commercialized. It's become very, um, uh, it's become more about food and football than it has become about being thankful to the Lord. And even secular folks will come together and they'll talk about what they're thankful for uh, but they'll talk about it in a secular way. They won't talk about how thankful they are to the Lord and for what He has done for them and what He has given them. And they sure aren't thanking Him for His Son. But when was the last time you were truly thankful to the Lord? 
and gave him the honor that he was due for the things he has done. From the heart. Why? Because uh, we can be kind of flippant about it. Something, Lord, thank you for your blessings, you know. But down on our knees, from our heart, with the Holy Spirit pleading on our behalf, thanking God for what he's done, I don't think we do that enough. I really don't. I know I don't. And I have, so, I have so much stuff, I don't even know what to do with it anymore. I, I have stuff I don't need. I'm, I, and I'm not here to talk about stuff, per se, but, but it, it is, it's something that we all deal with, the things that we have. But the most precious thing I have is my relationship to God. And, and, and the salvation that he's given me as a gift. And we should, we should be on our knees every single day thanking him from the bottom of our heart for doing that for us. And so we're to offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving And you, you can just write this down from Psalm 50, verse 23, verse 23a. And it says this, The one who offers thanksgiving as his sacrifice glorifies me. And so when we, we offer that sacrifice of thanksgiving, we glorify God. So we, we think of these things, we think of praise, yes, praise and worship, we're glorifying God, but giving thanks, offering thanks to him as well, glorifies God too. And that, that's what we're here for, for the glory of God. Certainly not the glory of, of Corey. Or any of you, uh, the, the glory here is, is for God. And so any praise that we have, any thanksgiving that we have, should, should ultimately be offered for no other purpose than to glorify God. And that brings me to the, to, the, to, the, to the last sacrifice that we're going to talk about this morning. And that's the sacrifice of our service um, to the Lord because these other sacrifices are well and good within themselves, but they should also be accompanied by action and not just any action, by loving action. Um, Hebrews 13, and I'm, I'm back to our text, and verse 16 says, Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Who, who, who do we share these things with? Who, who do we do good to? Well, first and foremost, each other here in the church. <clears throat> and I pray to the Lord, if, 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 if you are sitting here today and you know of someone in our body who is in need of something this week and they don't have it, and some of us can provide it, I pray that you would let us know somehow how we can help, how we can, how we can do that, how we can offer up service to our family here at Central. Whether that's inviting them to our home or, or taking them food or, or whatever it might be, maybe they need something done to their car. 
But our first priority in our service to the Lord is here at, at Central Baptist Church to each other. And then once we've taken care of our family here, then we go outside these walls and we find people who we can serve. And so we, we, we do that, but how should we do it? And I come back to Psalm 100, the very beginning of verse 2, and it says, Serve the Lord with what? With gladness, with your whole heart. And the last thing on, on, on our service, our sacrifice of service, in 1 John chapter 3. starting with verse 16 through 18. By this we know love, because remember I said we should, we, should, we should serve, we should do good to others, but we should do it with love. And John says, by this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. And the brothers, that's us. That's the church. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? It doesn't. Verse 18, little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. So we are to serve, and we are to serve in love. Our, our sacrifice of service comes with love. And then finally, uh, and I'm, I'm on the downward slide. I'm wrapping this up. Amen, that's right. Gave you a little preview of this verse on, on Wednesday night. And we've been talking about sacrifice, and we've talked about the sacrifice system in the Old Testament and how, how that was acceptable worship to God. And, and that's how the, the, the people uh, were, were able to, to be, quote-unquote, in, in the good graces of God. But then we have that ultimate sacrifice of Jesus Christ where he dies on the cross and he's raised again on the third day and he ascends into heaven. And the very last sacrifice that ever needed to be made where someone or something had to die has been accomplished. And so now, because of that, you know, we don't need any, any other form of sacrifice other than the ones we've talked about in the last few minutes. Because for those of us that are in Christ, the only acceptable worship is for us to offer ourselves completely to the Lord. Through praise, through thanksgiving, and through service. And so Romans chapter 12, verse 1, says this, and this basically speaks to us offering up our whole selves to the Lord. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And so we offer up to him our highest form of service, which is spiritual in nature, 
It involves giving up ourselves and living daily for the glory of God. Matthew 16, 24, and 25, Jesus says this, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. How do you lose your life? For the sake of Jesus Christ, you offer up a daily sacrifice. A daily sacrifice of praise. A daily sacrifice of thanksgiving. A daily sacrifice of service to the Lord. And you do it for His glory and His glory alone. So I today, I'm not going to prolong any of this at all. I, I just want the, the opportunity to be out there. Farah, if you would go ahead and come and, and begin to play. I've, there, there's going to be words up there. I'm not going to lead any of them because, frankly, my voice is almost completely gone. But if you need to come, first and foremost, if, if you're here today for some reason, and the Lord And thank you again for listening and for being a part of this message. I trust and pray that um, it will edify you as you go throughout your week and be a blessing to you. Please feel free to join us again for our next episode of The Central Word and look forward to seeing you all this Sunday morning as we worship Him together. Thanks so much.